Hello and welcome to this audio recording of the weekly research roundup for research published between the 14th and 20th of June 2022. I'm Katrina Pears, the research correspondent for the ME Association. There have been four new ME CFS studies and 14 studies on long COVID this week. There have been several biological studies this week and we have highlighted two of the studies below. Paper 1 is on cryotherapy with stretching exercises. One of the co-authors of this paper is Professor Julia Newton, who has provided us with a comment on this paper. Cryotherapy is a treatment that is used frequently in Eastern European and Scandinavian countries. It provides a significant cold stimulus to the whole body by encouraging an individual to spend time in an extremely low temperature chamber. It is recognised as being a stimulus to the autonomic nervous system, something that we have shown to be disordered in those with ME-CFS. In view of the recognised value of low temperatures for autonomic dysregulation, we wanted to explore the feasibility of this in those with ME-CFS. This was a pilot study to look at the safety and potential efficiency of this form of treatment in ME-CFS, and I'm delighted to say that the whole body cryotherapy appeared to be safe and of some benefit to those with ME-CFS. I, Julia Newton, have worked really closely with the team in Poland for a number of years now. Professor Zalewski has a lot of experience assessing and managing those with autonomic dysfunction, and I encouraged him to consider ME-CFS as an autonomic disorder. My involvement was that I partly funded the study and helped develop the protocol with the team and supported the interpretation and analysis of the results from this study. The study is very easy to read with several figures showing the methodology and improvements in cognitive function and fatigue. From the data presented in this study, cryotherapy is shown to be a potential treatment option, with many benefits, of course, with more research and bigger studies needed. However, the research study is a follow-up from the previous published study by this group, which was published last June, so I'm not sure how much of this is new data. Furthermore, if you wish to read more about this treatment, a personal account of cryotherapy is available to read on Science for ME forum. Paper 2 is on antipathogen antibody levels, which aims to find evidence of an infectious trigger and or evidence for immune dysregulation via screening 122 pathogen antigens. I personally felt this study would show some interesting findings due to the fact that MECFS is often reported to be triggered by a viral infection. The fact that the study was reasonably sized with 59 MECFS patients and 44 healthy controls. And there was high throughput in the study with a large range of pathogens being investigated. Unfortunately, the findings from this research did not point to any one pathogen potentially triggering ME-CFS or point to a common pathogen being the cause of ME-CFS, with an absence of differences in antibody levels being found between ME-CFS and controls. The study, however, did find some interesting results when looking at sex 
sex-based differences showing that male and female cases differ in their antigen-pathogen immune profiles. Furthermore, the authors conclude from this that it is inappropriate to combine data for both sexes in serological studies, as opposite trends are often seen between the two. You may also be interested in reading paper 3 on intracellular nutritional differences. However, we can only access the abstract of this paper, but this shows that a number of interesting results were found with lower intracellular vitamin B3 and manganese. Thank you for listening to this audio recording. I will be taking a break next week, so I'll be back in two weeks' time for the next instalment.